Welcome to Should I Stay or Should I Grow, where we help you find and step into your calling. Welcome back to Should I Stay or Should I Grow? And today we're going to be talking about how to tap into your strengths to do one of two things, really. Find more of that sense of a calling where you are already employed or use them as breadcrumbs to help lead you to a new and different calling. So in last episode, we talked about the four sources of meaning of what brings um, your work a sense of meaning. And the more meaning that it has, the more feeling of a calling that you have. So those four sources of meaning were whether your work makes the most out of your innate and unique talents, strengths, you know, you. The second one is how it impacts your relationships and your sense of connection to others. The third one is the design of the work, the mission of the organization, and how um, the benefits, everything else impacts the rest of your life. And the fourth one was spirituality, you know, that sense of purpose. So today's episode is about strengths. We're building on top of this framework um, that Dr. Raneski and her colleagues have set up for how you can increase the sense of your calling. Um, and uh, and so strengths is for that first pillar, you know, you. There are different ways to find your strengths. Mm-hmm. No? So, you know, one way is you probably innately know your strengths. If you really sit down and think about it, what are you really good at? What do people compliment you about when they see you do something or like, wow, you're just really amazing at this. Uh, but if you are kind of struggling with this, we have two assessments that we really like that we would like to talk about. And the first one we want to talk about is via strengths. And this is one of Paula's favorites. So I'm going to let her talk about that. You know, when I first met you, I was so blown away that you and I have so many things in common. But we're doing the coaching certification together. We had just gone through our, our yoga certification uh, we both love essential oils. I mean, you're a master at at that. And for me, it's a it's a passion. And I couldn't believe it when you told me that you're also passionate about the science of strengths because this is also such a passion of mine. And for me, I've been diving into the research of the via strengths, which are the values and action character strengths, really. They were created by um, Martin Seligman, Dr. Martin Seligman, who is the father of positive psychology. And the whole premise is that instead of us trying to fix our weaknesses, we could lean into our strengths to elevate us into a happier, more productive life. And in fact, um, the, the most quoted study of positive psychology has to do with interventions that increase our happiness. And one of them is using our strengths. So I'm excited because there's a ton of research also on the VIA strengths and finding our calling. So the great thing about the VIA strengths is that they are the most researched um, of all the strengths in the academic world. So we can really talk about specifically for finding your calling, you know, what have researchers found in terms of the strengths. And 
Um, it's free. So that's another great, fantastic thing. The only thing about the, I would say about the via strengths and this kind of work that we're set out to do is that it is meant as a tool for you to know your values in general. And so when it comes to applying it to specific work, it, it becomes a little bit more amorphous. For example, uh, there are 24 via strengths. One of them is honesty. The other one is love. Another one is kindness. How do you apply those? I think you have to be go deep into your experience to see how they translate or even, you know, work with a coach to help you do that work. Um, so that's one option. And where you can get it, we'll put it in the co uh, call notes, but if you quickly Google it, you can put be a strengths test and then you can, it, it takes about half an hour. It's quite in depth, but then it's free and you get your top strengths. What about the Gallup strengths? I do love the via strengths and I took time to take the assessment and I love those kind of assessments and personality assessments anyway. So if someone puts one in front of me, I'm going to, I'm going to take it. Uh, but I fell in love with strengths and Gallup strengths, and sometimes they're called Clifton strengths. And these uh, do have a lot of research. I actually learned that from Paula this morning that via is the most researched, uh, but these were developed by Don Clifton and they have 34 strengths and no one who has ever lived is living now or will live will have the same 34 strengths in the same order. Like it is seriously, uniquely you, you are the only you. And the reason I really gravitated towards these was from a leadership perspective. So I found out that I had quick success in doTERRA because I was doing the business in my strengths. And if you hear me in previous episodes, I talk about how it just came easy and without even trying, but I want to kind of articulate that that's because I was doing it in my strengths. It's not because I wasn't doing hard work. I was doing the work, but I was doing it in my strengths that it felt easy and it felt like I wasn't trying. And so when I was teaching other business partners how to do this business, the mistake I made was teaching them in my strengths. And it felt hard to them. And some of them weren't successful and some of them gave up. And so I had to look at myself as a leader and find out, oh, I can learn about their strengths and then help them do things in their strengths. And the positives, I think, are that it applies directly to work. When you are reading your strengths, I think it's going to be really easy for you to say, oh, I can use this at my current job to make this task a little bit easier if I do this in my strengths and it's going to bring me more joy and it's going to bring me more satisfaction. Uh, but one of the cons is this one isn't free. The uh, unlocking your five strengths is um, that's a nominal fee. I want to say about $15 and then unlocking your whole 34 strengths. I want to say is about $50 and sometimes they do have sales. Uh, and the via strengths is free. So, I mean, that is something to consider. But I think when you read your top 10 or 15 strengths, you're going to be able to apply them very nicely to your current job and also use them as breadcrumbs to help you find your calling. And I'm excited uh, to say that in our Patreon, uh, we are going to have some exclusive content where Jess 
goes through my Gallup strengths and the results, and she tells me how to use them. And she'll also go in depth as to how to interpret the results. Yes. So we'll have bonus episodes in our Patreon. And one of them we've already set aside is one that really helps you read your strength statements. And we are going to have a workbook that's specifically for Gallup strengths. And I, I'm going to put this out there that uh, eventually I think I'm going to read some Patreon strength reports. I'll have you guys submit those to me and I'll randomly pick some and read those for our Patreon members. And it'd be so exciting. Oh my gosh. So, and if you're not a Patreon member, no worries. We have also some additional free content for you to go into greater depths into your strengths. Some journaling questions, some journaling prompts, depending on which route you want to choose with how to work with your strengths for your calling. So how do you actually use your strengths to find your calling? So there are, There are a lot of researchers who are working on this. In particular, there's two professors, Claudia Hartzer and Willibald Busch. They have done so many studies on um, using your strengths and the the feeling of work as a calling and finding your calling. And, you know, how, how we built upon what we've been talking about in previous episodes to translate a little bit of their work there's two main ways you can use your strengths to, to, to find your calling. One of them is to increase the feeling of work as a calling in your current job. So you can do this tomorrow in your work. But what if you want to change your work absolutely, completely? You want to find your calling as, as a new sphere of career. And this is what Jess was saying you can use um, your strengths as breadcrumbs. We're going to talk about this in more detail in a future episode, but we can do something that's called work experiments um, based on uh, trying something new to see if we're going to leap into something completely different. So these are two different ways to use strengths to find your calling. So in the first case, uh, so doctors... Hartzer and Rouge, one of their studies says that employees who use four or more of their signature strengths have more positive work experiences and are more likely to consider their work as a calling. They also found that when you tailor the specific activities of your work to your strengths, work feels like it's a calling. Have you had any of these experiences, Jess? You know, I was trying to think about that before we came in here. And it's almost like I so innately tap into my strengths. I can't even think of a time where I was struggling and I was like, oh, let me do this a different way. The The only one I can really think of is uh, I, I'm an executor. So executing strengths, they like to get something done. They love checklists. Like I love, even if it's a mental checklist, it's like check, 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 check. Like just writing a check feels amazing. <laughs> and so one of my, I guess, tasks in my business is to stay connected with people. And they really recommend doing that by just calling five people a week to check in. 
And I'm not really good at talking on the phone. Uh, it just feels awkward to me. Um, I think it's because of the cell phone delay. Like I can't read that situation. And so cell phone calls are, are kind of tough for me. But if I write down the five people I want to call that week, and then I get to check them off, then I feel so rewarded by that check mark. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I can I can I can feel the sense of excitement with the checking off the list. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you're elevated and, and energized into doing this thing that you feel, you know, some kind of resistance mm-hmm. towards. Mm-hmm. And I also feel uh, identified because for me, um, there are some tasks in in my work, like uh, with any kind of work where I feel resistance. Um, One of my top strengths is creativity. Um, And when I feel mm, unmotivated to do, for example, a PowerPoint presentation, I start to think about the graphic design elements of it. And even though I'm not a graphic designer, I, um, I love being creative. And one of my other strengths is um, appreciation of beauty. And so just getting into that graphic design, it's kind of a portal that transports me and elevates me to get the work done and and energizes me. And it's another reason why we're great partners. So when you see the beautiful workbooks and the downloads that we have, just know Paula is responsible for the beautiful design of these. (laughs) Oh, and and everything else is just pretty oh. much. She creates a container where we where, where we have uh, schedules specific to dos. It's really just a great partnership, such a great partnership. And and you know that brings me to to this other thing, which is how can you partner if you know your strengths and you know then you see your bottom strengths. So in Via, they say you can strengthen any strength. You'll, you'll still have your top strengths. You can work on your bottom strengths to make them stronger, but there's still things that are not, you know, naturally elevating for us. So we can partner and get um, that sense of work as a calling from relationships by complementing our strengths with other people's strengths. They really recommend that in my business too, because the... The natural innateness is for you to pick someone who's like you because you can see all the goodness in them because it's kind of like a a mirror reflecting you, but that doesn't really create a balanced work environment. So they actually challenge us to find people who complement us and it's just going to make that business run so smoothly because you can tap into everyone's strengths. That is uh, in your current workplace, how can you do tasks that feel more elevating to you. And we'll talk about this. This is also part of the science. Uh, it's called, technically it's called task crafting. Um, and it's also part of Reneski's work. But what if you want to jump into something completely different? And this is the work of Dr. Erminia Iwara. And we'll talk about this more in depth into a future episode. But she talks, she studies people who have successfully transitioned from one career to something completely different. And so what do these people have in common? And uh, one of these things is that they 
pick something kind of randomly, not from their work experience and like who they were in the past in their jobs, but what's really calling them literally right now. And then they do something called uh, what she calls work experiments, trying what's exciting them in the moment to see if it, how it feels. Um, so you can use your strengths as like just said, breadcrumbs to lead you into that experimentation. Have you had that experience, Jess? I kind of feel like my calling found me. I didn't go looking for a calling because I really thought I was going to stay in education for, for 30 years. So I never did that kind of sit down and look for a new plan and tap into my strengths. But I feel like you kind of did. Yeah, I did. I did. So my, one of my strengths is love of learning. It is my number one strength. And curiously enough, it is my number one strength, both in VIA and Gallup. So it is, I mean, just talking about the research on this podcast is so elevating for me. This is how, how my strength plays out in everything I do. And it was um, the pandemic. It was like the, 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 the heat of it last, last year. And I was working already for the uh, World Bank and my daughter started to have virtual schooling. And, you know, I had so much to do, but at that moment, I'm like, I really need to do something that takes me to the next level of my joy. Because, you know, I think a lot of people in this pandemic are asking themselves, you know, what's what is, who am I? What am I doing? You know, what's life about? I think I, I started to re-ask those questions of myself and I'm like, you know what? I've always wanted to take a yoga certification. I don't know where it's going to take me. I mean, I'm an economist. I have a, a public policy background, nothing to do with, with, with yoga. And I went ahead and I did it. And once I was in the certification, I started to put it on like you would try on clothes where it's like, does this, is this me? Does this fit me? And I started to see, hmm, maybe I'm not into teaching yoga classes. Like, like it, it, they're, they're exciting to me, but it's not necessarily my, my calling at this moment. However, the philosophy of yoga was for me, like I came home to myself and then the school offered a certification in coaching, mindfulness coaching, in, and, and the basis was the yoga philosophy. Once, and I was like, yes. So I tried on the yoga um, outfit in a way. I was like, mm, well, maybe not yoga classes, but this feels amazing. And once I started the coaching certification, I was like, this is me. This is me. So looking back, and, 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 and this is in our Patreon call, and where Jess looks at my Gallup strengths and how I systematically, without really knowing, I use my strengths of uh, starting with love of learning to uh, pivot into what I feel is my calling. So bottom line of all this long story is as Dr. Arminia Ibarra says, if you are trying to pivot into something new 
and you want to find your calling, you can start experimenting with something new and see how it feels. And so how does this translate to your strengths? So what I heard you saying is that you knew you had a love of learning. And so you really tapped into that learning and it led you to your calling. And uh, something else that I'm hearing you say is sometimes it's easier to look back and look at what strengths that you did use and then apply them to your future in one of two ways, really. Either apply them to your current job or apply them to help you follow those breadcrumbs to a new calling. So we have some call to actions for you. Number one, you can just get out a piece of paper and write down all your strengths. If you struggle with this, feel free to text five friends that you really trust and just ask them, what would you say are my top three strengths? They're going to tell you. And I think you'll be surprised at how often they say the same thing. Uh, number two, you can choose to take the, the VIA strengths or the Gallup strengths or both. <laughs> and then number three, let's start to apply that. So is there something at your work where you can, that you struggle with, that you don't enjoy, that you feel that resistance, where you can now look at your strengths and maybe do it in just a slightly different way? And it's going to help you feel like that job or that career is more of a calling. So we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to see what you come up with. And in the meantime, make sure that you subscribe to our podcast, that you check out the free resources in the notes, and to let us know what you think so far about the podcast in a review below. And we're brand new to this uh, podcast. So for the very first 10 people who join Patreon, they're going to be grandfathered in at $5 a month. It's going to raise quickly after we have those 10, but we want to offer this to the very first 10 people who become part of our Should I Stay or Should I Grow community. And we'll see you guys next week.